Get in here. I got one thing to say. This is when the big dogs come out. Okay? Let's rock this place. Let's have some fun. In the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance tonight. Diagnosis, prognosis, osmosis. Say what? It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. The doctor is now in. Glad to have you with us here on this Thursday edition, the Thunderous Thursday. That's what we decided, right? We're going th- Thunderous Thursday. I've always used that. I guess that's official now. All right. We're going with it. Glad to have you with us. Oh, yes. We talked some NFL, some college football today. Scott Spritzer is going to join us next hour. Our handicapper extraordinaire. Well, one of our handicapper extraordinaires. i got to be careful because I have Scott and i got Marco. And I call them both handicapper extraordinaires. So I don't want to get in trouble there because obviously our two quarterbacks that join us regularly, Steve Berline and Jay Schrader, you know, both being former Raider quarterbacks, they want to be called the quarterback of the show. So I don't know. I got, I got to be careful with that, you know? So Jay Schrader will be joining us tomorrow at the Westgate. That's always fun. Uh, back at the Westgate this, at the world famous Superbook and the quarterback. That quarterback, Jay Schrader, will join us tomorrow. But today, Scott Spritzer will join us uh, next hour. So we look forward to handicapping the Week 10 of the NFL as well as college football. we got that going on. Bob Nightingale, the esteemed writer for the USA Today, he will join us with a World Series recap. And it is officially the hot stove season now for Major League Baseball. So uh got to sp- uh, spend a lot of time with Bob Nightingale when... He was back there in Houston, did a fantastic article on Dusty Baker chronicling um, what Dusty's day was like on Saturday when they won game six. So that was great. So I'm going to talk to Bob regarding that. And like I said, a lot of agency that we will touch on today as well, too. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will join us a little bit later this hour, talking NBA, the problems with the Warriors and the Lakers, and a whole lot more. Talk a little of that, a little college hoop. But uh, we start the show... We'll talk a little NFL with breaking news. The Raiders having more problems, and this is on the injury front. As we know, it's uh, been a problem all season long. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro missing so many games, missing so many practices. Well, the Raiders actually today placed Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on injured reserve. So that means that both will miss at least the next four games beginning this Sunday with the Raiders game against the Colts. Now, as we know, Waller and Renfro, big parts of the Raiders offense, and they have not been around. They have not been healthy since training camp. And it's unfortunate because I know Darren Waller has taken a lot of bullets from people saying, hey, how come you're not out there? I mean, can't you fight through this thing? And, you know, when people see Darren Waller, at the Aces games, or they see him around town, and they look at him, they see him smoking cigars in the parade, they think, hey, well, this guy's fine, right? It's a little bit different. <laughs> you know, when you're you're just walking around and you're not, you know, on the football field, you know, football field, you're going 100 miles an hour, all right? And he's got a hamstring issue that just will not go away. And he's tried to fight through it. He's tried to practice. He, he wants to play. He's been vocal about that. But when you're dealing with a hamstring issue, that is something that is very, very tender, very hard to play through. It doesn't matter what sport. And we see guys in Major League Baseball that will pull a hamstring as they're going down to first base out of the batter's box. We see a lot of that just because you're going from basically, you know, zero to 90 just like that. Uh, same thing with the NFL. You know, if you cut the wrong way, boom. So hamstring injuries are probably the most difficult to deal with. It's one thing if you have a broken bone. I mean, you you know what your time frame is. That's it. Broken bone, four to six months, you're out, whatever it is, you know? But with tendons and hamstrings, man, th- th- that's different. Different than a calf issue, different than anything else. So 
you've got to make sure that you are 100%. You're not coming back from a hamstring injury at 70%, 75%. You must be 100% and you must be cleared by a doctor. And Waller has practiced. He's tried to practice. And the Raiders have been very careful with his injury. But finally, they said, you know, enough's enough. Get off the field. It's just pure rest right now and rehab. So Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR. Uh, both will miss, like you said, the next four games starting this Sunday with the Colts. Not eligible to return until the December 8th game against the Rams. Now, you talk about Waller, and he hasn't played since week five in the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Missed the last three games. Renfro, on the other hand, his injuries are actually to his rib and also has a hamstring injury. And remember, he had to go through concussion protocol because he suffered a concussion a few weeks back as well, too. So both of these guys have missed significant time, not just game-wise, but practice time as well, too. And it doesn't help matters from a fan's perspective when you say, wait a minute, you just paid these guys a boatload of money in the offseason. Waller's in the midst of a $51 million deal that he signed in the offseason. $51 million. Renfro, $32 million. That's his contract right now. Both signed, like I said, in the offseason. Those were extensions. Neither's been on the field very much. Two big missing weapons for the Raiders' offense. And when you look at the Raiders' offense right now, what do you have? Well, you've got Devontae Adams. And that's it. Devonta Adams has tons of frustration. You're going to hear from him here in a few minutes, talking, addressing the Raiders' problems and what he feels needs to p- take place. Devonta Adams isn't going to throw anybody under the bus, but he's been very, very vocal, and he's been very emotional with his on-the-field antics, like we've talked about before, slamming his helmet down. The game against Kansas City, he's walking off the field. He's frustrated. He's frustrated. He shoves a photographer. Um, so he's not having the year that he wants. You go to a new team. You're moving to a new city. He had comfort levels in in Green Bay. And like I've said so many times in the past, he's not used to losing. The Packers did not lose. Faced one losing season in his time in Green Bay. So very difficult time for Adams here. And a lot of people thought it was going to be all roses Oh, I'm reuniting with Derek Carr. I kind of feel this Raiders organization is an up-and-coming organization. Yeah, we're going to do great things here, but it hasn't worked out that way. And when a team loses, and a guy like Devonta Adams, who's a perennial all-pro, he's not getting the ball, not getting enough targets, he's going to sound off. And I don't think Derek Carr is taking it personal. I don't think Josh McDaniels is taking it personal, but this is a different situation for Devonta Adams. New team, new quarterback, even though it's a familiar one. But come on, it's been nearly a decade since Derek Carr and Devonta Adams hooked up at Fresno State. Josh McDaniels, new system. A lot of question marks with this Raiders team right now. And uh, it does not help when you hear that Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are going on IR. So, and you look at the production that you've gotten from these two guys this year? I mean, nothing. They've combined for one touchdown for the Raiders. That's it. I mean, Waller had a franchise record 107 receptions for nearly 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns in 2020. And that was a breakout campaign for him after being released by the Ravens. Before that, comes here to the Raiders. Last year, after he... You know, last year he had uh, 90 catches for 1,145 yards, three touchdowns. So, but he was, you know, most of those, you know, he had another great season in 2019 as well, too. But you look at his 2021 numbers, they were good. They're okay. But remember, he suffered a concussion on the final play of the Raiders, uh, you know, week two loss this year. Then missed the next two games after that. Then he had you know, 103 receptions last year for 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. So Waller and Renfro combined for one touchdown 
this year. That's it. But those are not the only you know, reasons why, why the Raiders have been struggling. Everyone wants to point to the defense, right? Get that. Okay, point to the defense. Defense should shoulder a lot of the blame. But when an offense scores zero against the Saints two weeks ago, that's a problem. And you can say, okay, gave up 24 against the Saints. Okay, defensive problems. To Andy Dalton and company. Ravan Kamara had a breakout season, <laughs> breakout game this season. We had three touchdowns, his first three touchdowns against the Raiders. We saw Alvin Kamara last weekend on Monday night, uh, Monday night football, right? Did nothing. Really did nothing for that, for that team. So, yeah, the Raiders have a lot of problems on both sides of the ball. We understand that. We got that. And they're struggling for a lot of reasons here. Offensively, defensively. And Derek Carr talks about it is the team's fault on both sides of the ball. Devontae Adams talks about, hey, I can only do what I can do. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and rip guys on the defense because he goes, I don't play defensive end. I don't play safety. I don't even know what that's like. So I'm not going to sit there and, and, and rip our defense because there's nothing he can do about that. Same thing with Derek Carr. And when you talk about Carr, I mean, this is a guy that, again, he he is just mirrored in another losing season. And it's hard not to feel sorry for this guy, especially if you're a Raider fan, even if you're not a Raider fan. I mean, you know, he is a, is a good guy to root for. But does he have some, maybe some mental lapses during the course of games? Yeah. That has been proven. We've seen that time and time again. But to his defense, another year with another head coach, with another offensive coordinator, with a different type of system, and none of these systems are really similar. I don't think a lot of people understand that. They are not similar at all. Terminology is a big thing. You got to you know, learn that. And then you look at a guy, uh, Devontae Adams. He's been in one system his entire career before coming here with Green Bay. With Aaron Rodgers, even though it went through a couple different coaching changes, but compared to what Carr's been through with the Raiders, amazing. What is it? Now what? Going on six different OCs? Ah, crazy to think about that. But the Raiders are struggling for a myriad of reasons, and health is one of those as well, too. you got to factor it in there, because when you don't have any other weapon on that field, you can say Matt Collins is a nice receiver, but come on. Devontae Adams, that's it. Josh Jacobs, nice running back, no question. Josh Jacobs is having a fantastic season, probably the best of his career. He's playing for a contract. Raiders still haven't upped his contract. He could, he's going to be a free agent after this season. Is he going to be back here in Las Vegas? Nobody knows. But Jacobs is doing what he can do right now, and that's it. So you've got Jacobs. You got Devontae Adams, and you got Derek Carr just trying to figure this whole thing out again. So not a pretty situation where the Raiders stand at this point right now. Now, going forward, the Raiders got the Colts on deck. You know, we've talked about this for the last few weeks. Get a soft schedule coming off a bye. You have the Houston Texans. What do the Raiders do? They beat the Texans, but they only played one decent half of football. That was in the second half. What happened in the first half? First half, they found themselves down. 10 nothing, and then it was 10-10 at halftime. They battled themselves back, right? All right? Came back, exploded, got the win. Then you go on the road to New Orleans, and you get shut out. Then you go to Jacksonville, and you start off strong, build a 17-point lead, 17 nothing to be exact, and then get outscored 27-3, to in the second half. These are not upper echelon opponents. And you're struggling. And you're sitting at 2-6 and six right now. Most people saying, season done. Season over. And what do you got this week? The Colts. Who are probably the most disappointing team in all of the NFL right now. And people are going to say, wait a minute. What about the Green Bay Packers? They're disappointing. Yeah, they are. They are, but we knew the Packers weren't going to be very good this year. You're losing Devontae Adams, all right? You got Aaron Rodgers. Not sure where his head is at. 
the things that he's saying, what he's been saying for the past couple seasons, you know, Aaron Jones at running back, kind of like the Raiders, Josh, that's about it. The defense, not the same. But yeah, the Colts, disappointing. More disappointing, maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I, I would say so. More disappointing than the Rams? But we knew the Rams weren't going to repeat. All right? Especially losing all the talent that they had. This week, Raiders have got the Indianapolis Colts that have a new head coach that just started on Tuesday and Jeff Saturday after the Colts fired Frank Wright after a horrendous start to the season. 3-5-1 and one of the Colts. Lost to New England on Sunday, 26-3. Colts were 0-14 on third down. 0-2 on fourth down. 121 in total yards of offense. They punted nine times. Team's a mess. You would think, perfect opportunity for the Raiders, wouldn't you? All right, we'll talk more about that game coming up. Let's hear from Devontae Adams and his thoughts on what is wrong with this team. Just finding a way to be consistent enough to do it over over the course of the, the full game, you know, all four quarters. And whatever that is, you know, like like I said after the game, it's really just execution, you know, from the from the players at the end of the day. You know, there's, everybody's going to try to create some division between the, the players and coaches just based off of different things that are said. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about making adjustments and everybody doing their job. And I think that that's what we have had tough, uh, you know, some tough luck with this year is everybody doing their job at any given moment. And I feel like if we do that, then that's what gives us the best position to, or puts us in the best position to be successful. But we haven't done that consistently enough. All right, Devontae Adams talking about what's wrong with his team struggling here. Uh, a lot of it, of course, is the lack of execution on the Raiders' side, offensively and def- defensively. But Adams wants to talk about his side of the ball and what is wrong with the Raiders. Lack of execution. Well, make no mistake about it. Uh, I think the Jags did a better job in the second half for sure, but we had opportunities. Like, they were there, especially after looking at the tape. Honestly, I'm more upset, even more upset um, with with how we executed. I know I already talked about that after the game, but after looking at the tape, like, it's even more so on us and, you know, less, even even less. And, you know, I don't, I don't put anything on the coaches. I, like I said, I think that we got to do our job. But when I looked at it, we had plenty of opportunities. You know, there were, there were plays there. We had a couple, I think it was like six balls in a row that I, you know, couldn't come up with for one reason or the other. So at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the, the plays were called and there was some, there was some good calls in there and we just didn't come down with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to change it. They're going to, they're going to play what they play and some teams stick to what they do. And, you know, we'll see how this game pans out as far as the, the coverage goes. But yeah, I mean, teams are going to do what they're going to do. It's a copycat league. And if it works for one, you know, it, it's, you know, that's typically how teams think it'll work for us as well. So we got to find a way to still make plays. And like I said, we had the opportunity, just didn't come down with it. Rares had plenty of opportunities. That's why they jumped out to a 17 to nothing lead where Devontae Adams had nine first half catches for 146 yards. Second half, one catch, line of scrimmage, no yards. Here's Devontae talking about getting him the ball. It is what it is. I, nothing has been forced this year at all. I mean, I've had multiple games with like two catches. So I don't think that we should be talking about me getting the ball forced to me. Like that's ridiculous. I think that, um, when you have certain players, you do what you can do to get them opportunities. And that's why I'm here. That's why they paid me to, you know, to come here and make plays at the end of the day. If we just going to just concede and say, oh, they double team Tay. So it's forcing the ball to him. If we throw it to him, then I, I'm, I got no business being in this building because that's what they're going to do. So if, if you think that, the only way I'm going to get the ball is being singled up. Well, then I'm going to have four catches on the year. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just how this thing goes. So, um, yeah, I, I think we can we can do more, honestly. You look at some of them, and the ones that we didn't hit, it just was a result of, you know, like I said, a guy not doing his job. And, you know, me, you know, I missed the one at the end. You know, a guy missing missing a block, and, and Derek's got somebody in his face quick, and just different things where everybody's got to do their job, and it'll, it'll change everything, you know, because if I come down with five more of those in the second half or four more of them, then we're not talking, having the same conversation because a lot of those were big play opportunities too, you know, and if I can catch those and get loose, 
loose, then now we're saying, well, why aren't they throwing them the ball enough? You know, they, they should be throwing it more. So that's kind of how it goes. You ride the roller coaster sometimes based off of how the plays actually, you know, how they result. And, um, you know, the second half, we didn't we didn't connect on them what we did in the first half. And that's, that's what you're going to get and a lot of overthinking. But at the end of the day, we just got to just find ways to make those plays and then we don't even have to answer certain questions. I think there's been this past game, obviously, I got a, a lot more and I would have, I think the second half, like I said, was just about converting on them because in the first half, you know, we were hitting and doing it the way that we dreamt of doing it and then the second half just didn't come down with them. I mean, you know, I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be 15 targets and a half to, you know, that's that's not really what it's about. It's about the quality. Hey, Dave. It's, it's about the quality of reps and, and just getting some opportunities to, to get the ball. And I think last game was there, and there's obviously been times where it hasn't been even close to enough. And, you know, we, we know that, and you got you guys know that too. You know, Saints game, having one catch, like, that's that's not, once again, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to be able to help this offense move the ball. And if we can move it other ways, then that's beautiful, and I don't need to do it. You know, I can have one catch if, if we are moving it, but if we're not, then that's that's obviously going to be a problem. All right, there it is. Devontae Adams talking about, uh, and, and where that was going was the question of, do you feel that, that the ball maybe should be forced to you a little bit more? And what he's saying is this, that he's used to double teams. He's not going to get single coverage. If he gets single coverage, there we go. But Derek Carr is not throwing in the ball when they're, when he's bracketed. With two defenders. That's what the problem is. And he's going like, listen, man, I, I've been double covered my entire career in Green Bay. Maybe outside of the first year. Aaron Rodgers would still throw the ball. And then it's like, okay, may the best man win. And what we're seeing here is that Derek Carr isn't really showing that trust in Devonta Adams. Now, Carr won't admit that. And Carr as we know, is very, very careful. He does not like throw the ball in traffic. He only likes to hit wide open receivers. So with Devontae Adams saying like, dude, throw me the ball. I don't care. Trust me, I'll go get it. And that's a hard thing for a quarterback to do. But I will say that, you know, Rodgers had no problem trying to put in tight spots. But then again, as much as I maybe dislike Aaron Rodgers, he does have pinpoint accuracy. He definitely does. And he could put balls in tight spots. The great quarterbacks do. That's why Derek Carr is not an elite quarterback. Because number one, he doesn't have that kind of accuracy. And he doesn't have that type of faith to to go to his receivers. And it's tough because you don't want to throw the pick. Because who gets charged for the pick? The quarterback does. Not the wide receiver. Not anybody else. They're going to be booing Derek Carr when he comes off the field. And he's concerned about that because of the lack of overall success that he's had as a quarterback for this team. So they've got to get on the same page. When Devontae Adams signed here to be a Raider, like he said, he goes, I'm going to get double, triple team. I'm going to get that. Plain and simple. You could still throw me the ball. You can try to get creative, and Josh McDaniels has, to try to get him open, but still... He's going to be double covered. He's going to have two guys around him at all times. You're not going to see guys passing off, you know, the cornerback, you know, passing off to, to, to the safety. They're going to stick with him and they're going to, you know, they're going to have, he's going to have bracket coverage, plain and simple with that. Josh McDaniel, he's trying to put all this behind him. He's trying to put on a happy face and look forward to the Colts. He knows the Colts are a mess right now, but of course he's going to give them the utmost respect. Josh McDaniel on this Sunday's game. We're on to Indy. Um, and I know there's been some changes there uh, in the last few days, but um, like we talked to our football team about today, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot to sink our teeth into here. Um, they got a lot of good players, um, you know, and on all three phases, I'd say, and then, you know, expecting or assuming Taylor will be back offensively. Uh, obviously, a a really important guy for us to be able to bottle up and try to stop, which is very difficult. Uh, nobody's been better than he has the last few years offensively. Um, 
you know, the, uh, the big skill guys they have offensively have all, uh, contributed, made plays. Pierce, the young rookie receiver, uh, we, we watched him this morning has obviously made a lot of significant plays for them. The defense, one of the top defenses in the league, clearly impactful players at all three levels. The defensive front, um, probably as good as we'll see, uh, from top to bottom, uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, disruptive inside, uh, lead the league in tackles for loss. Certainly a good pass rush, especially if you're playing from, you know, long yardage or behind. Uh, this team can really get after the passer. Um, you know, and Gus has always done a really good job of preaching, going after the ball, which you can see that on tape. It jumps out on you. Uh, added Gilmore uh, to Kenny Moore, so they got a couple Pro Bowl corners there on defense. The linebacking core is fast, uh, athletic, and that's not even including Leonard playing as much as he has in the past. I know he's working his way back. Um, and then they're good in the kicking game. You know, two good returns. Turner's punter's been excellent at putting people uh, down down the ball inside the ten yard line. Um, you know they don't they they don't commit a lot of uh, penalties in the kicking game, which they usually end up winning the field position battle week in and week out. So um, you know this is a team second in their division now, been in a ton of close games. Um, you know had one tie and, and a bunch that were right there at the end where they could have won or lost them. So um, <clears throat> excited to obviously be back home after the trip down south, um, you know, and, and get back home and, and uh, really get ready for this one. All right. There is Josh McDaniel looking forward to the Raiders getting off of this uh, losing streak here and put something together as they take on the Colts. And like we mentioned, with the Colts, uh, they're a mess. Jeff Saturday is coaching his very first game. Jeff Saturday was named coach on Tuesday for the Colts as they fired Frank Reich. Beloved player with the Colts, 13 years. He was the center there. Uh, he has been with ESPN the last few years as an NFL analyst. And what was he doing last Sunday? Ripping the Raiders. Saying, man, the Raiders, it's, they're a mess right now. And now all of a sudden, he's a coach of the Colts. Oh, and who's the f- the first opponent he's going to face? The Raiders. Maybe bulletin board material? We'll see. I'm not sure the Raiders are that bulletin board material type of team. But, yes, Sunday he was on ESPN, and next thing you know, Monday's being hired, Tuesday's in Indianapolis, and he's trying to coach this team, and he has zero head coaching experience. That's a tough thing for the Colts. Now, people are asking, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and Josh McDaniel, well, what do you think you're going to see out of the Colts? How difficult uh, is that going to be? How can you game plan for them? It, it's pretty simple. Because, well, I don't know Jeff Saturday. He's never coached before. What, what's he going to bring? Nothing. He's not going to change anything. You can't institute a new offense or anything, not even really new personnel for the most part. So Jeff Saturday is going to be a babysitter, at least for this first game or two. And he's got to trust the people that are already on that staff, and they have to continue to do what they want. They're going to have the same scheme. They're going to have the same calls. They're going to have the same everything. So whatever you saw from the Colts on tape last week in that embarrassing loss that they had to the Patriots, 26 to 3, that's what you're going to see. That's what you focus on. But a lot of people in Indianapolis are saying, hey, we love Jeff Saturday. He was a great player there. He was Peyton Manning center there, right? Owner Jim Hersey on Monday vigorously defended the decision to hire Jeff Saturday as the team's interim head coach, saying that the first time NFL coach is fully experienced enough. How about that? He's fully experienced enough, was his quote, and he's fully capable. He spoke on Monday, Ursay did, about the toughness that Saturday displayed during his 13 seasons with the Colts. Made five Pro Bowls. That's great as a player, but can he coach? Jim Ursay went on to say, you want to bet against this guy? Put your money down. I'd love to see it because I know what he's all about. All right. Good confidence there. He said the decision to fire Frank Wright was difficult, but attributed to the sense of knowing it was time based on his long experience in his second generation as an NFL owner. Remember, his dad obviously moved the Colts out of Baltimore. And he says, there's no rule book that tells you now you should make a change. It's something from being in this league 52 years. It's intuitive. All right? He's going with Jeff Saturday. No head coaching experience, but he thinks he's good for the franchise. And he left a nice position with ESPN to now go on the field, and see what he can do as a head coach. I kind of hope it works for Jeff Saturday. I do. You know, 
end his career playing with the Packers as well, too. But what's he going to do, especially from an offensive standpoint? Well, Parks Frazier, that's not a TV show. It's a guy's name. Parks Frazier, the assistant quarterback coach, will be calling the plays for the Colts Sunday against the Raiders. No experience in doing that, but he has other experience. He's an ordained minister. We talked about this on, on Terrible Tuesday. He's an ordained minister, so he's very close to Frank Reich, who he was on the staff under. He officiated Frank Reich's wedding, by the way. He's an undergraduate degree in computer science. He's one of the leaders on the staff in the use of technology and data. So there you go. He's an analytics guy. And he does have experience at the quarterback position because he played it at Murray State. Go Racers. So that's what you have on basically the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, the Colts are good. Gus Bradley, remember him? He's a defensive coordinator. Used to be with the Raiders. How much do you think Gus Bradley wants to stick it to the Raiders here? And they've got talent. The Colts, the only reason they've stayed in games is because of their defense. So, long story short here, the Raiders still might be in trouble. The betting line came out on this thing at six, six and a half. It's bet down to five right now. Because I think maybe some sharp money's coming in on the Colts. And we'll talk to Scott Spicer about this next hour. But interesting. Because people are just thinking the Raiders should walk over a team like the Colts who have underperformed this season and they have a head coach that just came in on Tuesday. They might rally around one of their own. He hasn't been around this team. Not at all. He's been at the ESPN studios of Bristol, Connecticut, analyzing NFL games. I'm interested to see how the Raiders are going to perform. Can they put together four quarters and two halves? And I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, Raiders should blow them out. But how can you say that with this team right now, two and six? All right, we come back. We'll talk a little NBA, talk about disappointments. The Raider, uh, the uh, Warriors and the Lakers, very, very disappointing. Plus, we'll have a little fun like we always do. The big seven-footer's back. He joins us. It's that time of year as the calendar turns to basketball season. Big Bill Cartwright, the five-time NBA champ, next Cartwright! 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 He yelled Cartwright. I missed that. Who's Cartwright? I'm Cartwright. You're not Cartwright. Of course I'm not Cartwright! No, there's only one Cartwright. That's right. The one and only seven-footer. What's going on, my friend? Well, you should be very excited. Um, it is it is basketball season, uh, which we should all be very excited about. Every everybody starts anew. Everybody's going to win a championship right now. And as you know, the number one team in the country, the Green and Gold, are USF Bounds. <laughs> number one team in the country. Number one team in the country. In the country, there you, go. you said. Right now, did, right I, now. did I right miss now. some breaking news? Did I did I miss this? I don't understand what happened. Where's Duke? Where's North Carolina? Where's uh, Where's everybody? Where's Gonzaga? Wait, the the Dons are number one. I I missed that. You know, I spent so much time in Houston with the World Series. I am sorry. Who have you guys knocked off? Everybody is number one right now. <laughs> oh, the Dons, ladies and gentlemen, have knocked off Texas Southern the other night. And the Dons right. will hit the court tonight against that powerhouse at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. You see, you always kill yourself with that. <laughs> for, for for one thing, Texas Southern was was in the NCAA's last year. Oh yeah, they were in the tournament. Yeah, so, so they they are a good basketball team. I didn't say right? they weren't. I didn't. Did I? Did I say That's that? Right. Did I say anything like that? You 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 didn't say it, but you certainly <laughs> insinuated it. Oh no, no. So, so what, so what I'm saying is that we're very excited for our season, and we are going to have a great season. That's why we are the number one team in the country. Are you upset? That's it. And, and I got the green, I got the green and gold shirts to prove That's it. I'm saying. I, 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 and guess what? Here, more breaking news, Numchuck. You're going to like this. The Dons are coming to Vegas. Now we know the Dons usually come to Vegas in March. All right, but they're coming weeks away. Weeks away. Yeah. Right, seven footer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's going to be up to you 
It's going to be up to you. You could be the deciding factor to give us the scout report that puts us over the edge because, you know, you, you're, you're, your team in Vegas, you know, you guys play good. you got a good home record. Uh-huh. Uh, you're definitely a tough team at home, so we're going to need your skills, your scout report in that game. So that is on you, so you better get busy right man, now. Man, man, you, you are putting me in a really – precarious situation i mean you know as you know hey you have kevin krueger on regularly i got you on regularly you're you're putting me right there in the middle i i I think i'm gonna i'm gonna take a a trip that weekend out of town so i can't be found that's it you know i mean he's asking me about your he's asking me about your stuff you're asking me about his stuff i mean i don't want to get involved in anybody's stuff look another vacation another vacation that's true there you go. Hey, look, 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 it's like anything. Take a stand. Take a stand. <laughs> Get on the wagon. Get on the USF Dons. Come on. Is this the fight song? You know, I, I can never tell really what the fight song is because every time I see you guys band here in Vegas, there's only seven in the band. It doesn't sound this full like this. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, as a matter of fact, there is more than seven in the band. Um, but it, we, we have we 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 pick things up around here, so uh, we're very excited. Even though that fight song, we could eh, could maybe uh, spruce it up a little, a little bit, right? Up. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. And I remember we, we talked about this before that you said you were going to go over uh, to your crew over there at USF, whoever that is, and you're going to try to you know reconstruct this fight song, weren't you? I mean, you're going to try to get a little little little. Uh, you know, hip in their dip, a little pep in their step, weren't you? And you were gonna say, "Come well, on, let's go put a little JB in this thing." Well, yeah, we 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 definitely want to funk it up. We yeah. don't want to put it. We don't want to EJ it up. <laughs> put a little Alan John in it. We want to uh, funk it up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, let's funk it up, baby. Let's go. That's it. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's get a new let's get a new fight song. Let's just put some let's get some hand claps in there. A little car wash. <laughs> Yeah, something. <laughs> Do something in there. I don't know. You, you go see the band director. You got some pull over there. I mean, every time I, you know, I talk to you, you're a different part of the campus, or I go by the campus. I mean, you're royalty over there. There we go. Let's put a little Ohio players in there. Can we do that? Let's do that. Put a fire in there. I like it. Yeah, I know you do, right? Like Where you're going right now? Let's go. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go with the dons going down the court. Here we go. Bust it out. Cart right in the low post. Yeah. And I can't. I don't know. Here we go. Let's bring back Quinn Daly. Quinn Daly from 25. Something. Marlon Redmond. Bring back some old dons. Let's fuck it up, baby. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see that Cartwright team from the uh, from the late 70s wearing the uh, the tight pants. Maybe the, uh, you know, the, the bell-bottom jeans. Let's see that. The platforms. I mean, you don't need any platform shoes, you know. You don't need to be 7'5". Here it is. Let's do that. Yeah. With the bell-bottom, bell-bottom pants are, are, are still in. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. There you go. Well, I, wish, I wish I had a pair of those. Well, at least you're at least you're talking about funking up the uh, the fight song instead of going like chubby checkerish, you know, on the fight song. So yeah. you're, you're coming a long way, everybody, pal. Appreciate every, that. Everybody loves chubby checkers. You know what's funny? I I think our last game here, we we had some chubby checkers on. Chubby checkers will <laughs> will just be here forever. The guy the guy's amazing. <laughs> here we go. How about some bar case? That'll funk it up. Here we go. See, that's what I'm talking about. You just never know what you're going to get here. There he is. He's, he's nodding his head a little bit. I can feel it. Oh, man. All right. Well, no, I'm rooting for your Dons. I always root for your Dons. You know that. Come on. I support the, I support the green and gold, and I, and I, and I sport it, too. I, you know, when you guys are playing here. But I got to be neutral. That game, I got to be neutral. I got to sit at midcourt. You know? There is no way you're going to be. Come on, dude. Take a chair. Are you kidding me? Neutral? You've got to be kidding me. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody, and knowing you as long as I have, you are a Don before, <laughs> before you're a rubble. You've got to be kidding me. You can't go. You can't, you can't do that. That's not who you are. You're not a rebel. I mean, you live there. We know you represent that city right now. 
Listen, Go man. I, you know, I, we, I I cover the we, team as you well know, and 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 where where did my daughter go to school? Where did my daughter graduate from? Where where's that? It doesn't matter. Where, I got family where, ties. Where where are you every Sunday? You 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 you're definitely not at the casino. I'm a, I'm at church. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. More often and, than you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it is, and that's that's why you are a don. That's why I'm a don. <laughs> Get out of there. What, what about Irish? I got to be an Irish or, you know, let's see, a, a musketeer. I mean, uh, all of those great, uh, a, a, ram, a rambler, you know, all those great Catholic universities. You know, there you go. Oh, Hey, St. Mary's. Am I a St. Mary guy? Am I a Gonzaga guy? No, see, I mean, we'll go through the gamut there. Numbchuck, what do I do here? Like, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you, what do take you your vacation and my cart ride guest host. There you go. There it is. Oh man, <laughs> unbelievable! Okay, when we I, have I just, we have Kevin Kruger on before this game, you know, coming up here, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Kevin my my dilemma, and I'll I'll ask for permission. All right, I'll, I'll ask for permission to. Hey, uh, can I wear my green and gold? Is it okay if I if I if I sit next to Cartwright over there in the behind the bench there? Now, where are you gonna be? Are you gonna be sitting behind the bench in, in the seats that they give you? Or are you going to go, you know, find a, 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 you know, in the upper deck, find a seat so you can sprawl out so you can kind of be incognito? What's your plan when you come to the Thomas and Mack Center? I don't know. I don't know. Depending on, um, I think I'm bringing my wife. So sometimes, as you know, I I want to be uh, right center court. So yeah, it's a good spot. I haven't quite decided yet. Well, if you're a center court, um, I can sit next to you because that's as neutral as it gets. That's That's where I normally sit. Center court. Well, no, no. Okay. So right now we're going to put you over in the USF section. We got to get you right. All right. We got to get you right. You just, you're, you're really messed up right now. If, if that's, if that's a dilemma for you, we, you need a healing right now. <sighs> I'll bring Father Paul down. We'll just, we'll just heal you. Get you, get you right. So uh, speaking of get me right, um, you know, this is the what's wrong segment here. And we're going to get to what's wrong here uh, in a couple minutes, I, I hope, with the the NBA. But uh, I, I thought of the big seven-footer today because as I went to my email like I normally get, I see the breaking news. Here it comes. Contest like, is back? Huh? Is the contest back? No. no. Stop. Oh, stop. Dude. Stop. Look, he's already laughing. I don't know what he thinks I'm going to say here, but I got the email today, and it says, Black Panther, get your tickets now. It's it's happening this weekend. What is it? The, the Rashonda, the Rwanda, the uh, Kryptonite? I don't know. But I said, oh, no, it's back. It's back. They're doing it again. Does this, does this mean that I have to sit through another one of these with you? That's right. That's right. You know, look. Somebody's got to help you with that. Now, now, you do a lot of things well. This you don't. So we got to get you to be able to, to, like, at least go to some sci-fi. Try to be a little bit futuristic. Try to go to a movie that's fun and got to expand your mind a little bit. So, yes, you definitely have to go. It's it's just it's just all about getting you in the right direction. That's all. That's all we're doing. All right. For those who don't remember, I was uh, drugged to the uh, original Black Panther with a seven footer when he was in town, and uh, we ended up to going to an overcrowded theater where we sat in the second row. Yeah. Not my fault. That is not my fault. I didn't pick the seats. That's not my job. I I didn't. I didn't pick the theater. I didn't even know where we were going. Live, You're not blaming me. You're not blaming California, me. California, how, how would I know where to go? By the way, it's Wakanda forever. Wakanda here. So here's the, my email I get. It says today, now playing Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Get your tickets now. Early shows start today. Uh, and here's a synopsis. Uh, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoe, and Dora Milali. I don't even know what the heck I'm saying here fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. What the heck am I reading? What the heck am I watching? Do you even understand what I'm saying here? Or are you just relegated like me? You're going for the popcorn. Once again, you struggle with these kind of movies where you have to use your imagination and and have and have a vision about the future. 
this this is just futuristic. That's all. That's why you, that's why you don't watch any sci-fi. Yeah, that's right. No sci-fi for you, no westerns, which is a sad, sorry state. But we are going to get you in the right direction, <laughs> and we're going to get you right. Look how fired up he is. See how fired up he is? Jeez. Oh, okay. I, I can deal with Zamunda. I don't know if I can deal with Wakanda. <laughs> well, worst, worst comes to worst, we'll, we'll get you, we'll load you up with some popcorn. Uh, there, there you go. That, so, so, ring the bell. I'm there. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. I'll order the popcorn, the fresh, hot popcorn. There it is. Got to be fresh. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Gotta put a little and and, and let, let me pick the theater. We'll go to my theater uh, where, well, we'll, 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 where we'll get the... The red carpet treatment, you get to sit in the recliner, lay in the recliner, to go all the way back. We're not going to be sitting in the second row, and you may fall asleep during this movie because you'll be so comfortable. I'm just really curious why I wasn't in your theater before. Okay. What did you take okay. to the <laughs> What, what theater did you if give you before? If you remember, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not, do you want me to do this? I mean, do you want me to 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 embarrass you or you know the people that were with us? That do you want me to do that? I mean, we were sitting at a restaurant, and all of a sudden, you mentioned Black Panther, and wow, let's go see Black Panther. Where is it playing at? And your better half got on her phone and said, "Hey, there's a theater right down the street." Uh, from the restaurant that we were at, and we went there, and the timing was perfect, but there was like 10,000 people in that theater. So again, I my hands were tied. I didn't get a chance to make the decision. Remember, I rode with you. I was in the passenger seat. So this wasn't that I was hosting, okay? I wasn't hosting this 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 trip. You were. Wow. You know, <laughs> that is the truth. Is this, it, did, did I not say the story as accurately as it happened? I, I, I don't recall it happening <laughs> that way. But this, maybe this you had too many margaritas story. at the restaurant and you don't remember. This, this, this is a typical this is a typical sports story where you have somebody who doesn't want to own up to the fact that, Listen, they, that, that they screwed it up. I, I, hey, look, I wine look, and dine. And, I picked and, the restaurant. And, it wasn't my idea and, to go and, to the movie. I'm telling you, next and, movie, I will I will pick athlete, the theater. Athlete and a coach, when you don't do well and you're not happy, you got to own up. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'll just leave it up to you. All right. Uh What's wrong with the Lakers, man? They're two and nine. They've lost four in a row. They're non-competitive. They're getting blown out in all these games, man. And I know. How do you feel about this? Are you are you are you happy to see this? Glad to see this? Are you sad because your boy LeBron James is is on a on a losing team here? Uh, give me your take on the Lakers, man. Let's go back to the Lakers. Uh, my boy LeBron. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get back to them <laughs> now. This, this is what you should be talking about, is this inappropriate behavior that's going on in Brooklyn where a guy gets suspended. Oh, let's do that. Okay. For, yeah. for, for, for making these, these kind of comments. Um, and it's not something that just happened because it's, it's, it's happened before. Um, it's just really confusing how something like this can happen, uh, especially a black guy. Yeah. Uh, talking about somebody's Jewish in our lake, you know, you know what's funny? That doesn't he know the history of our lake? My, my, my first head coach in the lake was Red Holtzman. Right. My teammate, Ernie Grenville. Mm-hmm. Right? Has he never heard of Dob Shaves? Has he never heard of him? Of course he hasn't. He hasn't heard of any of these guys, man. Because, again, he's in this woke society. He's a millennial. Whatever you want to call him, G-Zen, XYZ. I have no idea. He's on his own planet, man. He has no idea about the history of the league. He, has no, he doesn't have any respect, it seems like, for anybody. I mean, come on. I mean, and he's Uncle Drew, though. I'll give him that. He was decent in basketball, but I like that better than Black Panther. That's the only thing I'm going to give him. <laughs> That's it. What is? Well, we'll, 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 we'll get back to your hate for Black Panther. This is interesting. Yeah. So, um, it's but, not but, hate, but I'm just, just not really, interested. But, but but I'm just really confused by one thing: people that who try to hurt other people for for no reason, probably people that they don't they don't even know. Um, people who have great lives. Now, now think about this. 
People have great lives, make a lot of money, a boatload of money. Everything that's not going to make them happy because when, you know, COVID was, was there and he didn't want to get a shot, so he didn't play, uh, which, which hurt the team. Um, just a lot of questions. So let me ask you a question. So you're the owner of Brooklyn. You're the owner. What are you going to do with this guy? I would have shipped him out a long time ago. I would have shipped him out last year. Exactly. I don't want anybody in that locker room that doesn't want to be there, that is a disruption, that is a cancer. And I've said that before with him, with with every team, every sport, you better have cohesion in the locker room, plain and simple. And if this guy or somebody's not on the same page – you jettison him. You get him out. Playing some. I don't care. You know if you're stuck paying this guy money or whatever. And that was a mistake you made. You know, get rid of your GM. You get rid of Sean Marks. He's no type of GM president material anyway. No, you, you gotta you gotta cut loose, man. You cut loose for the better betterment of your team again. Because it, how many times has this guy opened his mouth and it's gone south, or he decides to play he doesn't want to play? I, I, I'm tired of the drama. Uh, well, okay, let's go back to Sean Marks. Sean Marks is doing a great job. Really? I like Sean Marks. He's a great person. He's the one that, yes. he's the guy that said, bring this guy here. Well, he may have suggested that. Ultimately, it's not his, you know. I know he's not writing the check. I get it. So, what I'm saying is that make our team better. He's done that. Now, He's going to have to tweak it. And now you got a big decision to make. So um, you say get rid of him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with him. Um, you know, as you know, I'm a team guy. Yeah. The team comes first. Uh, that's how you're going to win a championship. Um, so I just think it's amazing that you can have inappropriate behavior on your team, amongst your starters or your stars, and somehow it's okay. A situation happened here at Golden State. Draymond Green punches a teammate. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Now, if he was a non-starter or star, would something have happened? Every organization is is different. You know, we could. I mean, man. Well, thank you very much for hijacking this uh, segment. Uh, You know, I I wish we would have brought this up. You know, you know earlier instead of talking about Black Panther and the Dons and and Texas Southern and all this other stuff. Jeez. Well, Dons, Dons, we should have brought up Uh, Black Panther. You've got to. I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe we should call somebody because you got to talk to somebody about Black Panther. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about this uh, when you get to town. I'm sure it'll still be playing. So there we go. All right, man. There you go. Have a good time in Wakanda or whatever it is. All right? There you go. Maybe you can stop by there before you come to Vegas. Hey, all I know is when I get there, I better see some green gold on you. I don't want to see the dead stuff. Get off the fence. <laughs> come on, dude. Pick it up. You're better than that. Listen, I'll have some chicken for you. That's Just be happy you're getting chicken <laughs> and steak. No, we're, no, we're going Mexican. That's, uh, what, that's, that's what right, going. baby. We're going all. All the above. You got that right. What's that? Yeah. And, and, and I want some soup this time. You're getting your Alban de Gaz and your flaming fajitas. Don't worry, brother. Talk to you soon. <laughs> My man. Go Don. Oh, go Don's. Don's, baby. We, Don's, you know, that got mentioned more in this conversation than it does when they're here for March Madness. Ah. More nonsense. No, we're picking it up. Bob Nightingale, Scott Sprites are next hour.